the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon and welcome to the Taylor. This mm-hmm. is the last show of September. Is it? Wow. September is about gone. October's coming. October's coming. You get to get back in the woods. I do. I really I really have had a hard time going bow hunting without you. Aw. <laughs> you miss me. Not Oh yeah, I I thought that would have been coming somewhere. It's uh, no, it's I enjoy having you around. I really do. Dude. Otherwise, I wouldn't take you so many times, so many places, so many things. Sure, you would. Yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. My name is Roger Metz. My co-host is Taylor Metz. And uh, we we appreciate you tuning in and listening to today. Um, caught up with Uncle Paul this week. Mm-hmm. And we did a, we just sat around and talked. It's kind of fun. So this is more like a, I, this is almost more like a podcast hmm. radio show. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like a Paul and I talking. It's kind of fun. We do get to some stuff. We we get to some articles and issues. and But part of it, we just been talking about the first times we deer hunted. You know, those first, it was, it was pretty fun. Hmm. I actually did it at the farm, mm-hmm. which uh, added a little a little more aura to it. <laughs> if you can if you can portray aura through a radio show. <laughs> kind of tough to do. So in other words, if you're yes. tired of hearing me talk yeah, you won't hear you, you listen to yeah. the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> School's tough, isn't it? School's so tough. That's okay. I, oh. You keep rolling. What'd you get on your anatomy test this week? I got a ninety four. There you go. So what nursing bonus, school here. What I bonus is this? Oh, don't ask me that right now. <laughs> oh, gracious. I have a test about that this week. This so. week? Okay. All right. Well, I'll know by next week. Come back You'll to me next week. You'll know by next week. You'll send me that. Okay. Hopefully. Uh, folks, uh, Wanamaker Wildlife Seed down in St. Matthews just came out with their fall um, blends and price lists. Naked oats. I know that sounds kind of funny. I promise you. I had the deer grazing like cows in ours last year. Mm-hmm. You saw them. Mm-hmm. I did. We got some more there. They have a um, have an ultimate mix: naked oats, sweet blue lupine, frost masterpiece, big top radishes. I didn't. I didn't go for that. The I radishes? Did, no, I didn't go for that. That's one of those things. I never had any luck with it. Huh. I did get some forager wheat. We're going to top sow that wheat over everything, and we're going to dove hunt on it mm-hmm. after October first. Got a little bit of clover. Uh, sweet blue lupine. Never heard of, really heard it used much, Or, but it's interesting. I looked it up, Taylor. It builds the soil. Really? Both from nitrogen. It fixes the nitrogen fixer. Oh. They used to use it a lot uh, in off uh, wintertime in cotton fields. 
Cotton pulls a lot of nitrogen out of the ground, so they use this to refix nitrogen in the ground. But for you people, for you deer hunters out here who have, who have, you know, clay or, or you know, that, that marginal ground that you're trying to plant every year and it just never gives any better, sweet blue lupine adds, one of the, one of the big draws to it is it adds substance. It adds, um, peat to the, not peat, what am I trying to say, material, I guess organic material to the soil. Hmm. So if you got a, you know, if you got a clay piece that just won't do, doing something like this through the winter and in the spring, you build not only nitrogen, but you also are building that, that soil content. Hmm. Grant Woods is a big, big proponent of building that soil content. That's why he uses that no-till and the crimper and stuff like that because he's building the soil. And his his soil in Missouri is rocky as I'll get out, but, boy, it's black mm-hmm. because he's he's put so much back into it. And then some Frostmaster winter peas. Worked on your stand a little bit, so mm-hmm. you'll uh, you gotta have a good deer season so this year. So when are we planting the dove farm? I don't know. Because, you know, everything. I'll be driving down the road and I'll see, like, this big <laughs> Where were you when I was dove hunting? Why yeah. didn't you come through? You have a thing for dove hunting now, don't you? I have a pet peeve for doves that sit on... But that's on not the way no. to approach no, no, hunting. No. no, no, no. When a dove is sitting like 100 feet from you on a limb, down at you. looking at you. Yeah, well... Look, I mean, straight up looking at you doesn't okay. even move. I'm giving you the side eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give somebody the side eye if they're trying to shoot me too. <laughs> I enjoy dove hunting. I'm glad you do. That is I something do. that I have always enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Didn't I drag you out in the middle of the day? Because I said I saw 15. Yeah. And we got out there and there was none. Yeah, in the heat. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. <laughs> well, it's been a few weeks since we've really done a calendar, so we got about four minutes. Let's let's do a calendar of events. Okay. What you got? Uh-huh. What's the first thing we always do with the calendar? <sighs> calendar of events is brought to you by Visit Anderson Green Pond Landing and Event Center. Your friends, Neil and Matt. Friend. Appreciate that. <laughs> I have more friends than you do. Oh, gosh, here we go. <laughs> first up, we got my friends sat- first. Are you going to interrupt me while I'm trying to I, get through a? I want to. No. Now you got three and a half minutes. Saturday, October third, three p.m. to seven p.m. The ninth annual Palmetto Society Redfish Championship, and that's at the Hobcaw Night Yacht Club. Hobcaw. Hobcaw. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, it's a tournament benefiting the Down Syndrome Association of the Low Country. So that would be a really good one if you're down there and want to get out and fish some. This is a good one to do it for. If you're interested, North American Rescue for this month, which is uh, North American Rescue right here on 85 in Greenville. Uh, 25% off all outdoor adventure and community preparedness products. If you go to their Facebook page, they have a coupon code PREPARE25, P-R-E-P-A-R-E-25. just saw this, um, but all their outdoor adventure and community for 25% off North American Rescue, pretty good deal, but you only got like a week, less than a week to do it. <laughs> Thursday, October 1st, from 5 to 7, the delayed heart of a seminar that Dalton Vision Company and Traveler's Rest is putting on. So it's one up here close to home. Yes, it is. Um, they're having two in-store sessions, 5 to 6 p.m. and then 6 to 7 p.m. Masks are required. Um, call or message to sign up. You can just go to their website or find them on Facebook. 
if you're uh, this is not really calendar related, but if you're if you're cleaning out that freezer, if you're looking to clean out the freezer, you know, deer season is almost here. You got lots of game coming in, fishing's heating up. You're looking just to get rid of, you know, change out the refrigerator or freezer or whatever. The sporting chef Scott Lisa comes on here often. Uh, has a if you go to their website, they have a clean out the freezer section. That he just put up there about recipes to use for all your leftovers. Clean oh. out the freezer. We need and that. Really tasty stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. Go ahead. Um, we have on October 17th, so it's a Saturday, right out of Grand Pond Landing. Again. We have the tournament supporting the Hospice of the Upstate's fifth annual bass tournament. Um, this really didn't have much information, but if you go to Hospice of the Upstate, I'm sure you can find a sign up there. Well, it does have all the information you need right there. No, it doesn't. Right here. Well, where they're tra- where they're going to sign up <laughs> is what I'm trying to get. Oh, well, you can sign up all the way through the event, the can morning you? of the event. Yes. See, that doesn't have it in here. Uh, that's because I print printed it all off. <laughs> Sorry, you got to start doing some of this research on your own. Well, what did you say at the beginning of the show? Schoolwork. Well, that too, but there, you know, you also have. Uh, um, you also have a responsibility here, too. Uh, uh-huh. Life's tough. <laughs> if you said that again to me <laughs> one more time this week. Ah, uh, it will end it on a good note. S'mores, in case you've uh-huh. forgotten. It's really easy. Prep time, one minute. Cook time, two minutes. Total time, three minutes. All you need is marshmallows, the original graham crackers. Uh-huh. And some Hershey original chocolate. Hershey chocolate bars and a heat source. Mm-hmm. And then watch it melt. <laughs> Toast your marshmallows and watch it melt. All right, folks. Hang on. It's going to be a good show. I appreciate you tuning in. and uh, Don't miss me too much. No, we won't. We'll see you in a minute. <laughs> this huh sure yeah. all right you got that got what you got this yeah who is that oh come on that's van halen isn't it well david lee roth david lee roth yeah <laughs> kind of van halen <laughs> Half of it, Halen. 25%. 25%. That's true. They were a four-man group, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, four-man group. But he went on to have his own Yeah, I guess solo you career, that. you'd say. Solo, yeah. Okay. It, 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 it flopped, but he went on to have it. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. It's not, it, we don't do this enough. Um, I guess is, I guess we're both busy, but I, I I'm, I'm have the honor of having my brother Paul with me today. We're actually doing this ahead of time uh, because we both got things going on this weekend. So we're actually sitting, Paul, at the same kitchen table we grew up at. Yeah, that's for sure. I Probably the same tablecloth, too. I was willing to be live in front of people. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. We're not live. Okay. 
Well, we're at, this we are, is Wednesday. <laughs> we are at the same kitchen table we grew up at. Actually, this is Grandma and Grande's kitchen table. Yes. So it's the second That's kitchen table. That's the second kitchen. The other one's metal. Yeah. The yeah. first, the original was metal. Yeah. It's out in the shop now. It is. Yeah. Tools okay. on it. Tools on it. Never throw away anything. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just uh, we were over here. We we came deer hunting this week, and I said, "Well, shoot, let's let's do a show. Let's after we hunt in the morning, let's let's record a show." And um, maybe we need more successful than we were with our hunting. <laughs> no, every hunt's a good hunt. You're right. You're right. It was successful. I uh, I was just telling you. I said I got out there this morning, and I'm so used to wearing binoculars that I forgot I had them with me, and I sat there and beat myself up from like 5:30 until 7:30, thinking, "Ah, oh, you forgot your binoculars. You forgot your binoculars." And about 7:30, I kind of moved something on my. You know, and they're my binoculars. The whole time it's in, and I'm like, ah, I don't. But you know, hey, it, it it's little things like that. And then I was able to, you know, watch your squirrels. There were some downy-headed woodpeckers out and about. So uh, you know, if I don't have my binoculars, I don't feel like I'm hunting. I mean, why I, is I, that? I just rather go home. Why? I I just use them all the time when I'm hunting and 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 look at all kinds of things from because there's all sorts of things to look yeah, at squirrels and birds and you know movements that i'm sure is a 12 point buck and, and it turns out to be is. a worm or i don't know it's <laughs> but uh you know if it's if i'm hunting in the evening i i generally pull them out and look at some stars before i get yeah. down out of the tree i mean i'm constantly using my binoculars which is why i don't kill as many deer maybe because i'm moving too much but I, I wouldn't change it it's all right and that's what this show is going to be it's just going to be Hodgepodge, just whatever we decide to talk about, we're just going to talk about. And binoculars is something that's really important. It, granted, yes, it, they might cost you every once in a while because when you put up to look at something, you get nailed or you miss taking the shot or whatever. But as far as safety goes, very few things next to your safety harness come into play as much as binoculars. Yeah, I well, I just said, I, 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 if I don't have my binoculars, I feel like I'm... I'm naked. I'm not hunting. I, it's 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 almost next to my gun. It's the number one piece of equipment I have. I think while I'm hunting. But it hasn't been, always been that way for us. It really turned the corner when we started going out west. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you you have to have them there. Yes, because that's the way you're going to spot the game. But um, here, it's it's more of a you don't have to have them to spot the game. But it's awful nice to have them to check the game out and everything else in the woods. That's out there, because there's there's more things. In any I'm, given hunt, you're going to have more things other than deer to look at than you are deer. I'm always amazed when people come out of the woods and say they didn't see anything. Yeah. Now, when somebody comes out, I know what they're saying. Yeah. Didn't see it. We we didn't see anything this morning. That's right. Both of us came out. Can't believe we didn't see it. Yeah. See anything, yeah. and we knew, but we saw stuff. Like I said, there was downy redhead woodpeckers were out. Squirrels were out this morning. Yeah, the, the uh, um, it, looking at trees for acorns. Yeah, yeah. There's another one. Studying the tops of the trees. That's, that's right. where you find how you find the white oak tree that's dropping, unless they've already started. But if yeah. you're trying to figure it out ahead of time, binoculars are, are it. And you can. It's amazing how far off you can see uh, a tree. You don't have to get right underneath. Oh no, huh? You can stand off four or five hundred yards yeah. and and see, especially white oaks because they're so green yeah. against the dark green leaves. 
And I find if I get right under and look up, I just about pass out anyway, I get dizzy. But, um, <laughs> Looking straight up. <laughs> but, you know, binoculars can make a non-successful hunt in in that you didn't see any deer right. into a successful hunt in, in, in ways because of all the other stuff you can yeah. look at, you know. Because you're always learning. Yeah, yeah. I noticed, um, I noticed today, and I've got to look it up, there are just tons of pine cones that are eaten. I mean, all, all you're finding is the nubs, huh, the heart of the pine cone. You think it's squirrels? I don't know. I got I to gotta look it up. That's yeah. one thing I'm going to look up later on today and find out what, you know, what would eat it and what's the significance. Because I don't think, I mean, I don't remember walking through the woods in years past going, hmm, look at all those pine cone hearts laying there. Maybe Sasquatch has moved in. He likes them. Something new. And we don't have game cameras over here, so we wouldn't know. That's right. The hair on my back of my neck didn't stand up this morning, so okay. nothing was watching me while I walked in. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. Here we are. Okay. We've been doing this. 40? 45? 45 years. In the same place. Something like that, yeah. There are certain mornings I'll walk into the woods, and the hair on the back of my neck is just standing straight yeah. up on it like... Like I'm being watched. Yeah. Well, I I went through a phase when I was um, I don't know six or seven where where I was scared to death because of uh, I had a record a real record vinyl vinyl one that had Peter and the Wolf on it and the <laughs> other one had uh, the skies falling with with Foxy Loxy and Goosey Loose you know I was scared to death I mean for years it was an act of pure will and decision that I am going into the woods no matter how scared I am. And sometimes that comes back. <laughs> you know, we're talking about uh, talking about sitting here at this kitchen table and, and hunting here pretty much our entire lives. You know, that kitchen window right there, there is no telling how many deer have been watched from that kitchen window. I remember watching you take the first shot you ever took at a deer from that kitchen window. Yep. I was too small to go. And I sat here and watched you go all the way down the end of the pasture. Yeah, they, we had a, a an old thirty two twenty lever action that belonged to my great uncle that might kill a deer, but it might. certainly wasn't a deer rifle. But we it's cut, cut, it the was, only thing we had it was a cannon to us. Yeah. you know, we just thought that was good. And I we saw two deer in the pasture amongst in some broom straw, and I circled around and came in there and crawled on my hands and knees probably two hundred yards, and then stood up. And I had crawled right past the deer, and they jumped up and ran back the way I had come, and I I fired a shot over their head just to let them know they had I was there. But uh, yeah, that was the first shot fired uh, at a deer here. I took my first shot right here below the kitchen pen, down towards the old cemetery. Oh, okay. With a 410 slug, your 410, ah, and a slug. One evening, cold evening, she came walking up that fence line. I don't even know if it was deer season. It's back when there was a fence line and a cemetery down there. You, I surely it was deer season. I guess. Yeah. Oh, we didn't deer hunt. It was cold. It was cold. Yeah. But um, I don't know where did I take my first shot here. Um, the six points that you lost. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, ran across a guy in the woods that uh, was bird hunting, and uh, and he said. I asked him had he seen a deer yeah. I was hunting, and he said no, but he looked down at his shoes a little while ago, and there was blood on his yeah. boots, but he didn't know where he picked it up, but we never found the blood trail in that one. Found a deer. Kenneth found the deer a couple of weeks oh, later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd forgot Snuggled about up that. beside a pine tree. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I killed my first. No, I didn't kill my first deer here. I killed it at grandmother's house. Well, that's where I killed my first one, too. Okay. Down there. Did you? Yeah, down the bottoms. Yep. Oh. So, uh, a lot of memories. It's 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 so much fun coming back over here to hunt. Yeah, you know, there's good years and bad years here, but but I'll always hunt here. Yeah. Just just if there's any chance of seeing a deer, I'll always hunt here just because of the the nostalgia and the and the memories of of hunting here. And, and I'm sure there are people out in the audience that know the exa- exactly what I'm talking what we're talking about. There's some that don't. You almost feel sorry for them, you know, that they don't have it, but. Then you realize how rich yeah. you really are. Well, the, the the only bad thing about it is is you tend to always go back to the places <laughs> you saw deer before, and you think, surely they're going to be here. Yes, and no. <laughs> Our problem is we hunt where we want to hunt, not where the deer want to be. Yeah. We like the pretty views and the nostalgic places and stuff like yeah. that. We don't really, uh, if the deer if the deer have the same interests as we do, at a certain time, okay, we'll cross paths and I, the, down off the off the on the ridge on the end of the pasture. I've never killed a deer there. Probably hunted there more than anywhere, and I'll hunt there this year too because I like looking at the creek and and imagining myself down there damming it up and swimming. And you know, oh, that's what we did the old swimming hole. <laughs> now we had a place down there. Yeah, we did swinging yeah. across creeks on vines. Yeah. Tarzan, yeah. But that's, uh, you know, when I say rich, I don't mean monetarily. It, it's it's the memories. It's uh, a lifetime spent in the woods together. That's where we're so rich. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it wasn't always that. I mean, give a, a shout-out to South Carolina Wildlife Management and all. There, there wasn't always... I mean, there was there was squirrels, rabbits, and quail when we moved here in 1965, oh. and it was probably 1980 first time we saw a deer here. Oh no, maybe. Oh no, yeah, mid 70s. You don't remember that little deer we jumped down there and I was screaming, "There's a deer! There's a deer! There's a deer!" No, I don't remember that. Okay, I remember Dad jumped one in the Reesefield bush hogging. Yeah, it was um, mid 70s to late 70s when they started. We started seeing them. The first time I ever deer hunted here, though, was 1985. Or that I actually went out in the morning with the purpose of deer hunting. And you were late. You're a late bloomer because I was deer hunting by then. I already killed a couple here. Oh, yeah. I was 86, I think. Mm-mm. You don't need nope. to argue with 1983. me. 1983. You don't need to argue with me or Dad when it comes to dates. <laughs> anyway. Any, yes, we started, we had quail. We bird hunted. That's what we did. We squirrel hunted. We dove hunted. Yeah. Deer came much later. The rabbit hunted too, but that was just standing by when they bush hogged the pasture, yeah. following the tractor, <laughs> looking for one running out. Now you sound now you sound like Allie, because <laughs> Allie would follow the bush hog looking for field rats. <laughs> All right, y'all hang on. We'll be back with more Woods and Water South Carolina after break. Got it? Don't say it yet. You got. You think you got it. 
I'm going to tell you who it is, but you got to tell me. It's a generational thing. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 don't say. Don't say. Okay. So is that Hootie and the Blowfish or is that Darius Rucker? It's going to tell what age group you're in. As, and we did, and Taylor and I usually do this to a lot of people. Well, okay, I was, so who is it? I, I, it's Hootie and the Blowfish. It's, it's Hootie. It's, it's Hootie. Hootie. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I went again. <laughs> when, when you had the music playing, and I'm trying to say, who is that? Who is that? And I said, oh, it's Hootie. Yeah. And I'm thinking, no, no, that's not his name. And I could not come up with Darius Rucker, but I had Hootie. Uh, well, know, it's interesting, because I know that he's from Charleston. Well, he lives in Charleston. He's, well, he's originally from Charleston. I think he grew up there. Is he, did he grow up in Charleston? Yeah. But, you know, when when I was born in Charleston, when right. we lived there, and the guy across the street from us, um, I called him Uncle Hootie. Oh, you did? Yeah, that is, uh, the uh, they were good friends with Mom and Dad, and they had, you know, I guess they were just starting Hootie and Ann? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and, and uh, I, don't, I guess, I don't know, for some reason, <laughs> they trained me to call him Uncle Hootie. Uncle, so Uncle Hootie. He was the first Hootie from Charleston, but anyway. You know that house is pink now. Pink. Pink. Yes. That hurts me. Or coral. Maybe you call it coral. It's, it's in the snooty section of Mount Pleasant now. Okay, since it's, it's close to the ocean, we could say coral yes, and get away coral with it. coral and get away with it, yeah. Okay. I drove by there just to see it. It's coral. But it's, it's, it's upscale, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, that whole section of Mount Pleasant now, it's old town Mount Pleasant. Well, see, you know, it went, the other, it went the other way for a long time. Oh, yeah. It was like middle class when we were there, and then it went way yeah, kind of rough area, not anymore. and then it's back the other way. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Uh, pink houses. Yes, little pink houses. For you and me. <laughs> for you, I never lived there. Yeah. Sorry about that. All right. Um, it's kind of a welcome back to Woods and Waters. My brother Paul's with me. It's kind of a, I don't know, It's we went deer hunting this morning and said, let's do a show, and we're doing a show, so it's just kind of. Random. Random. It's what brothers talk about. But yeah. One of these days we're going to have to get on here and talk about the 20-some hours out to Colorado that we did and the random stuff we talked about on that trip. Maybe we we made several of that. The last one was the best one. Though. Maybe we should do it again and do it while we're driving. Well, we talked about doing that, but when we started out, we said no politics, no something else, and no radio show. No accounting. No accounting Yeah. and no radio show. You're right. Because my original thing was to record parts of it on the way out there. Well, we should do it again and go and do radio show. We need to do it again. Maybe we could not call it a radio show. Travel vlog. Podcast. Tra- pod- Travel podcast. vlog or whatever, yeah. yeah. Whatever. I do have a contact in Montrose, Colorado now. The Uncompadre River. Ah. Big brown trout. Got some fish in there, huh? Got some fish in there. It could be a, could be a September trip, yeah. flying to Denver. Paul says drive. <laughs> I say fly. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'll drive and pick you up. There, yeah, we've done that too. There, these are adventures that if you have a brother, you know what I'm talking about. You just do these things. All right, so you you got a grumpy old man segment. <laughs> yeah, I, I ran across an article uh, recently about. Uh, let's see, what's the hunting in a digital age? How social media will end hunting. And uh, it's all about how social media is um, uh, creating a lot of uh, anti-hunters or has the potential to because uh, hunters are not very circumspect in what they post. And um, we forget that time was when we – anytime we did something, we only pretty much talked to each other. But 
now when you put it out there, it's going to lots of people. Who knows what Everybody. their stance is? And uh, now, <clears throat> since I'm a grumpy old guy and have been boycotting social media. I have to tell you whether this article is true or not. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep thinking I'm going to go back to social media, and I am kind of behind on a lot of news, and, and uh, so I may have to go back at some point. But uh, I've been boycotting for about a year and a half now. and You don't have a clue what people have been saying about you either. I don't have a clue at all. <laughs> not one clue. And, uh, you know, it's nice not to worry about what people are saying about me. Yeah. Well, what's the article say? Well, you obviously got some. You brought it with you. You obviously got some things to say about it. Yeah, it's uh, uh, somebody in, in the in the old days. You know, uh, if if somebody, uh, you know, we'll say kill a deer because that's kind of the 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 main thing these days. You don't have as much small game hunting. You know, they put it in the back of the truck and drive to the to the sporting goods store or the check station. Check here, station is what, what we remember, grew up with, yeah. which is normally an old uh, country store that, you know, was a check station for the wildlife department. And you go in there and get you Coke and you pack of crackers. And and they'd have a, uh, for, for people who are too young, you know, they'd have a scale to weigh the deer and they would lock it in and give you a little card showing the date and all this. And the you, weight. Weight, everything. A lot I of still, times DNR had, they were... Pulling jawbones jaw and, and I still have some of those cards, too. Just, I do, too. Yep. It was a big thing to pull that card out and show it show to people. And, and, and social media then amounted to normally the check station would, they might be having a big buck contest going on for the season or something, something. but they would take a, a picture using Polaroid. a Polaroid, yeah, yep. something real quick, and and they might take two, give you one, and then the next one they would put up on a bulletin board inside the inside the store there. And, um, and and that was social media. So pretty much the only people that saw it was other hunters. And yep. um, so your kind of circle was pretty small. Well, we kind of do that digitally now. Dig, dig, you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. And, um, online. Online. They, <laughs> <laughs> we do that online. And, 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 and we kind of see it as the same thing in the sense that we're just showing off to other hunters. But it's open to... Millions of people out there, and we we are not being very um, selective in what kind of pictures we post. And y- y- you know, you can there's dead animals, and then there's dead animals right. that, that we don't even like looking at. Right. And, um, so the, the the potential is to to create our own demise out there because it's it's a privilege, not a right. And all it takes is a majority against us, and honey could be outlawed with. Any time the legislature wanted to, and so um, anyway, that's kind of what uh, it, it got something. A little, little quote here I thought was pretty good here by Aldo Leopold. A particular virtue in wildlife ethics is that the hunter has no gallery to applaud or disapprove his conduct. Whatever his acts, they are dictated by his own conscience rather than by a mob of onlookers. It is difficult to exaggerate the importance of this fact. And, and you know, that's that's always been something about hunting. It's just you and the animal and your conscience and your ethics in the, in the woods. Nobody to supervise you when Nobody you're standing Nobody to supervise you. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we're kind of getting away from that because we we kind of put ourselves out there with this other social media. And it, it says, uh, standing behind the words, it is legal, means you truly don't understand the fight we're in and how it will all end. Because that's kind of the comeback if somebody, if you, to most hunters, if you, they, you criticize or say, well, it was legal. 
But that doesn't mean it's always ethical or that it's putting forth the best foot. And you sure you haven't been on social media in a year? I'm sure. Because if it's legal, is the comeback. If somebody gets their toes stepped on about something on social media in a hunting forum or something, well, if it's legal, what what are you worried about? Well, that, that's the that's the end all comeback before the name calling starts. Yeah, that's that's one step before name calling. Well, you know, you you can't you can't dictate uh, good behavior with laws. No, you can't. And um, we all know that when we see it. We all know bad behavior when we see it. And um, you know, it's 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 not it's not an excuse. It may and it may it may. It may get us past other hunters, and and they may shut up, but it's not going to get us past the average non-hunter out there. Right. To say it's legal. Yep. Yeah, it's the old tailgate up, tailgate down. Yeah. You know, in the mid-70s and the 80s, a lot of people rode around with deer on a tailgate, on the hood of a car. It was something. Yeah. You know, and, and most of the time it was in rural areas. It wasn't through endless neighborhoods and stuff like that. But at some point in the mid-80s, you started closing the tailgate. Yeah. You know? You shared it with your buddies, but you didn't share it with everybody behind you. I can remember in the, uh, this is it was the tail end of the 70s, maybe the early 80s, I pulled up to the, I think at that time it was a four-way stop, didn't have a light there, uh, right there at Old Shriners, Rutherford Road, and 291 in oh Greenville. Oh, my goodness. And I pulled up to the stop, maybe it was a stoplight, and a VW Beetle pulled up right beside me. <laughs> and had had a deer draped across the top of it with the feet tied down on either side, blood running down both sides of the My beetle. Goodness. And I was sitting here saying, dang, that's cool. I wish I'd kill that deer. But everybody else at the intersection was looking at it, it like, with their lips curled yeah, up. Yeah. So. Police your own. you yeah, got to. Yeah, for you sure. Got to. We, we've got to be in our own enforcement agency on some of this stuff. Yeah. But i got to take you back. You know, Uh-oh. two things. Nobody at a check station said anything derogatory about another guy's hunt or what he brought to the check station. Because you didn't do that face-to-face. Yeah. With, with, with Facebook and all this stuff, now you're behind a computer keyboard. You can be ten states away, and you say you feel like you can type whatever you want to say about it. And so there's a lot more of that going back and forth now, too. The other thing you got, you left out. I left something out? Okay. Yeah. I was talking too much. At, at the check station, what do they always have? Hurry up. You only got like 10 seconds. Hot dogs? There you hot go. Dogs. Rot gut hot dogs. Rot gut hot dogs. you're still alive. I ate a bunch of them. Y'all hang on. We'll be back with the last segment of the show in just a minute. one of the first albums you ever had. It's the first concert I ever went to. First concert you ever went yeah. to. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Carowinds. Carowinds. When it, when it opened, Mom won five tickets off the local radio show as a promotional. Oh my goodness. And we went to Carowinds. Mom listened to a radio show back then? I don't know. Maybe somebody <laughs> else put her name in. She won five tickets, what I remember, and we went, uh, um, we went to Carowinds and... Um, they just happened to be playing that day, and I went and saw them. So, 
came home and started trying to write songs and music and <laughs> pulled out my trumpet and my knee was writing stuff and <laughs> caught the disease. Trying ever since. Been trying ever since. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the the name of our group is the Traveling the wannabes, wannabes. So we still yeah, wannabes. You're still wannabes. But y'all are pretty good wannabes. Well, you know. I'll give you a plug. Folks, if, you, if you've got, here you go, if you got a gathering, because y'all play for a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, y'all yeah. play for old folks' home. You play for parties. Fundraisers. Fundraisers. I mean, I've even done some stuff with you. Mostly play for food. Mostly for food. And the food's usually good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but if you got something like that now, okay, this is Corona, you know, whatever, but. Y'all, if if you if you want a good band, and what do y'all got? About fifty, sixty songs now, something like that. We got it. We can pretty much put together a. We got a, enough of variety. We can skew it a lot of different ways. You know what people. Want okay, to so give us the give us the, the, kind of the bookends from what to what. I guess the bookends would be, uh, L O V E by Nat King Cole. Okay. Love. L is for the you know that one, and um. Comfortably numb on the other end, and in between, and in between, yeah, yeah. Um, China Grove, yes. Comfortably numb, still a working process. But anyway, yeah, we got a lot in between. Yeah, Hotel California is a working process. That guitar solo just goes on forever. Yeah, yeah. We we've done that one really well a few times. A yeah. few times we've struggled, but it's um. They're really good, folks. If you got something like that that goes on, they they're pretty cheap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll work for food. They do like to get paid from time to time. Some jar of peanut butter and some saltines, you know. <laughs> Fan if it's hot. <laughs> Fire if it's cold. But I'll give you, I'll give you a plug because I've, uh, like I said, we did some fundraisers back when you first started. I guess yeah, thing a long time. Yeah. We did Blues Brothers sets. Yeah, you, who, that were who, fun. Who was with you? Bo. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, Blues Brothers. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, y'all had some fun with that. We had a had a good concert this year because. Of Corona, y'all didn't get to do much, so you just kind of put on a free for all. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but you know, it, hey, if anybody's interested, my email address is Roger at WoodsandWaterSC.com. I'll put you in touch, and and y'all can see if you can work something out. But they do a good job. They have fun doing it, which is which is half the half the fun of of having somebody playing live music is oh, yeah. they're having a good time too. We do. Well, I don't uh, know how we got on that, but thanks. For I don't the either. Yeah. Oh, Carowinds and Frankie. Oh Dyer yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> It's your bumper music. That's what it is. I picked that right for you. No, no, I had to do it. All right. Every every deer hunter at some point in his life has this quandary or makes this mistake. I don't know if it's a, it, it can be a mistake. I remember I did this with a flintlock at 75 yards. I'm sorry. Had no idea, you know. And that's telling the difference between a button buck and a doe. It's it's uh without the aforementioned binoculars, it's almost an impossibility yeah. at any distance to tell the difference. I've never made this mistake. I have. Now, you know, I will say one time I killed a deer, I was about a mile from the road, and I won't tell you how big it was, but I tied his legs together and <laughs> put my arm through like a suitcase and walked to the road. Okay. <laughs> Nothing. Look. And I refused it, to go to the aforementioned check station because I was too embarrassed. <laughs> I cut it up, put it in the cooler in the truck, and I hightailed it home, home. using back roads. Okay. Anyway, sorry about all that. Right. Um, we all struggle with it. We all have at some point. This this is a three-point checklist. This is um, back from 2005. Something I well, found. 
Deer haven't changed much. Deer haven't changed much since. If you had to say, give me three, three things you would look for to tell a a small buttonhead. I mean, you know, yeah, you're not yeah. talking inch nubs. You're just a small buttonhead as opposed to a doe. If you had the three things you would look for. I guess the three things. The first one is a small buttonhead buck is the stupidest animal in the woods. Ding, 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 ding. We I mean, got he, one right. He just walks around like. Number you know, three is the deer cautious and alert. Yeah, he is uh, not. He is not. And, um, in fact, it says right here, um, fawn bucks are less cautious than female deer of any age. Oh, yeah. If you're watching yeah. a food plot in the afternoon, a single single antlerless deer trots out and promptly starts eating. It is almost assuredly a fawn buck. Those are very wary to the point of appearing nervous. Yeah. And you think, are they going to eat? Because they just nibble and put their head back yep. up. And the button, but he just runs out there and starts eating. A spike is the stupidest. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, so you think you're one for one. Oh, that's good. I, uh, second two. would be the length of their nose. Um, you know, a doe has a real long nose, generally long uh, from profile on the side. Button buck is going to be a good bit shorter. Um and uh, just ears are smaller. He just looks more immature in the head all the way around than the doe. And you're not saying ding, 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 so I guess that's not right. Well, okay, physical traits. First, adult does are larger than fawn bucks, and being longer, they are tall. And being longer than they are tall, their bodies have a rectangular shape. Yeah. Fawns, both both male and female, are about as long as they are tall, making them more squarish. Yeah. Also, whereas the head of an adult doe is long and bottle-shaped, a fawn's head yeah. is stubbier. So, we'll give you half a ding. Uh, yeah. We'll give you one ding. Well, okay. I, and, and, and the, the third thing I was going to say was about the, the back body was that, you know, a doe appears kind of really long, um, the, the torso and all. Whereas, right. Whereas the bucks, the button buck's going to be a lot shorter in the torso. Okay. Um, so you're and, fairly close. Yeah, obviously I'm missing one ding, 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 one, though, and I'm trying to think what that one would more. be. Um, it's, uh, it's really the point of focus that you're looking for. Point of focus. Well, uh, the, the little nubbins on his head? Well, no, not necessarily nubbins on the head. You want to try again? Uh, I'm, <laughs> okay, I'll uh, give it to you. All right. You got two. You got... One and three quarter okay. out of three, which is pretty good because you wouldn't have this going. I'm not going to get this. Yeah, okay. Okay. All female deer, whether fawn or fully grown, have a head that is rounded on the top. All does. Ah, their okay. heads round off. You know, a buck's head, even from a, is kind of got that little flat part to yeah. it. Yeah. And almost a crest to his head. A button bucks is almost flat. And although male fawns like antlers, when you view them from above, you can almost see those buttons. Yeah. On the sands. Yeah, I, I never thought of it as rounded versus square. That's that's interesting to know. Yeah. I have to remember that. And I, I have looked at them a lot. And there is, if you look close, there is just a almost an unexplainable. Yeah, that just looks yep. like there's something trying to grow yeah. there. Almost like the almost like a twin calyx. Yeah, that, you're right. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, twin calyx right before the ears. Yep. Yep. It is kind of a disheartening thing, though. It shouldn't be. It's an honest mistake, but you, to come up on one you just shot and you're excited, and you get there and you reach down and, and you can just kind of feel right under the yep. hair the little little bump yep. there, a little bump. Uh, and that's where those binoculars come in. So oh, they do. You know, yeah. my mistake was there were like seven of them in our line. 
yeah. and I was shooting a flintlock. You know, I, you know, I'd put my binoculars up, and they all looked like those to me. Yeah. And they were coming out of a clear cut, moving through a little oak flat, and you know, at seventy five yards with a flintlock, I was like, okay. Yeah. And I mean, it didn't run. That was. It's amazing how accurate that old that flintlock oh, you yeah, had is. Yeah. Mine settled, now. settled the country with flint. Oh, it did. So it had to be accurate, but and we're talking patched round balls, folks, yeah. with with granular powder. <laughs> but you know that brings up something good about binoculars. There are times if if I'm archery hunting, and to a lesser degree muzzleloader hunting, where I think, oh, I don't need the binoculars because anything I can shoot is going to be so close till I won't need the binoculars to spot it. But there's more to it than just seeing the oh, deer. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, at 35 or 40 yards, binoculars. And if he's still got spots on him, if he's that young, that's easy. That's passed. If, if the spots are just gone, like you'll just be able to see those cow licks. Yeah. But if he was born, if he's six months old, you'll actually see, see some little brown yeah. mm-hmm. uh, lumps yeah. with the binoculars. You can see them on them. Oh, yeah. Yep. If you take the time. Very good. So. Yeah, pretty good. I wonder how many listeners are out there going, huh, flunk that one. <laughs> I mean, tell you, he's tasty, though. Oh, they are. They they taste very good. T- oh, gosh. I wish you'd have gotten to this one. Oh. The worst hunting hashtags. We what's got the a, one about. A, what's a hashtag? <sighs> okay, you don't Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got, is that something like a telegram? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, hunt deer with less gear. Ooh. That's that's a good one. Yeah. Um, Time was, I can remember both of us, we'd go in the woods with a piece of rope, a knife, and a gun. Gun. That was it. And we're happy. And saw, saw deer. deer. Killed deer. Now I spend more time working with my Getting gear. stuff together to go hunting. And then putting it up when you get yeah. home. It's a good thing my pants have lots of pockets on them. Oh, <laughs> well, that's not enough. For I'll you. give you. I get. Look, I do have a. It's not a. I'm not a pro staffer with first light. I just have a, an arrangement with first with first light, but they do have a bunch of pockets on the legs of those pants. I mean, they're zippered and some open, and it it does come in handy because I pretty much go in with just my bow in my hand. Yeah. No backpack or fanny pack. Yeah, lots of pockets, and, and once yep. you get in a, in a system where you know where everything is, if you do it the same way every time, it's yep. pretty slick. Well, you're a quote guy. We got about a minute left, so I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna give you okay. some quote. Oh, you got a quote? No, I don't even. Oh, quote. I, got, I was gonna give you a quote. Let's see. Uh, you wouldn't. All these are. <laughs> you know what the ideal dove gun for any given day is? Uh, the one you left at home. <laughs> the one you left at home. <laughs> I cheated on that one. I know you did. Yeah. Uh our greatest trophies are not things, but times. You know, that, that goes along with, I, I read something recently said, spend your money on memories and experiences and not, not stuff, stuff yep. which is the same thing, just in a different thing. <laughs> Here's a good one to end the show on. We've hunted together before and we've hunted together since, but the talk always takes on a softer, special tone when one of us starts a sentence. Any question? You got it? Huh? Don't have it? Remember that day in the rain. <laughs> Thanks for doing this with me. Oh, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed we'll do it. it again. Yeah. Folks, sure. as always, make time to get outside. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget the camera. We'll see you next week with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Maybe just like a friend of mine. You hit me from behind.